0: at WRQK.com and getting you hooked up with $1,000, 10 after each and every hour. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at 8 o'clock, and we'll do New Tour Tuesday at 9 o'clock. Looking ahead, we got new Carrie Underwood featuring Ludacris. Can't wait to hear that. New Chris Stapleton and new Breaking Benjamin. A fan up and down the list of everybody on New Tour Tuesday. I'm, I'm hoping three not turds in a row. Carrie Underwood featuring Ludacris. Yeah. Luda. Yeah. Wow. Love. Wow. Love the Luda there. Wow. Dude, dude how, was your, about that. how was your weekend away, buddy? Oh, it
1: was awesome, dude. It honestly was. I uh me and the girlfriend, Christmas time, we decided like, hey. December was kind of a crazy month for us, and we both knew we had a long weekend coming up in January, so we decided to do a cabin. Uh, We went out to uh, to Amish country down down by her uh, her original stomping grounds down there, and it was awesome. Friday we got there probably at about one o'clock, so like literally just before that ice storm came through. So it was bad. So we're sitting out there in a hot tub, and like we can just hear this ice just like coming down on us, and we've luckily you know we've got like an overhead on. It it sounded like it was going to
0: break the windows of my apartment.
1: Yeah, I mean, dude, it was loud. It was was intense. And like, it was just so great because it was like, man, we just got here. Like if we would have waited an extra hour, we would have been stuck somewhere, would have never been able to have done it. But we were, you know, in cabin mode. So it was like, go down there. We've already got all supplies with us. We don't intend on going anywhere, doing anything. And uh we kind of did just that. I know it sounds kind of boring, but like it was amazing. Nah,
0: bro. dude, nah, like dude, cutting out.
1: It was awesome. Pulling the cord out. Phenomenal.
0: It's dude, it's one of the best things you can do. Like I, I remember it wasn't it was about a year and a half ago. I went three days and I didn't check my phone. Right.
1: It was the best three days of my life. Now we still had phone service down there, but me and her kind of agreed going down there, like, yo, know, we have to like be like, you know, checked out on this. We have to like be smart about this. Isn't
0: it crazy? Like that is a problem my parents and your parents didn't have to worry about. Right.
1: Had no had no, you know, issues there of like, well, once you go to the cabin, of course you're gonna, you know, yeah, be once away you were on vacation. All. And and to think about like the concept of of thirty years ago, your parents, my parents, were like, "Oh, we got to get away from it all." And to me, it's like, "Get away from what TV? Like that's that's what you have to get away with or get away from." Where like now, like it really did feel like you know. Um, the one thing I will say though, and, and I'm glad we did it is, and I felt like, oh, dude, are we are we are we like being slaves to the screen right now? But they did not have a TV down there, and they made it very clear in their uh, in their website, like, hey, this is no TV. No, you know, the cell service is kind of spotty. It was fine, but we ended up taking a small. TV TV and a DVD player because we were like, well, we're gonna want to watch movies and stuff. You know, better what I mean? safe than sorry, right? And like, and I kind of felt like, well, dude, are you just are you like half-ass on a cabin weekend this weekend? I but, mean, a little. But I felt like it was it was we were watching movies as opposed to like, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, something different.
0: Di- it, had you been in your apartment, it would or your ha- it would have been something else though. You would have stopped the movie. You would have right. went here. You would have gone right. there. Your your regular life would have pulled you from it. Even if you are just laying in a living room watching movies, being away from your living place. Yeah. Does your mind good? Yeah, dude, it, it does. It
1: did. It, there, there was no question. It was, it was uh, we came back on Sunday. Um, I, I would say it was no issues, but dude, it was Amish country. So those roads back there, we got stuck at one point trying to get out of it. So this dude had to come tow us out and everything. Oh, I can believe it. Um, And, it, it, you know, obviously it was like, well, dude, thank you. And he was just like, no, don't even worry about it. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, dude, you have to take $20 from me. Like, like you can't just like come over here and pull me out and like not take some sort of payment. But the Amish took a people down there. No, no, they are man. People it's like you know there. they watch after you know their community and like yeah. that. It's not the worst. So it was uh, it was something, man. It was a drunken weekend of of cabin fun, and it, honestly, I'd recommend it to anybody listening out there, dude. Go down, go go get yourself a cabin. Well, that goes into
0: what I want to talk about at eight forty five because okay. I watched something on TV over this weekend and it made me feel like a complete bitch of a man. Really? Like a complete bitch of a man. Really? Turning in my man card, 845, I'll give you that. Um, I realized, yeah, I'm not a man at all.
1: <laughs> well, we, we've all known that for quite a while.
0: Now 608, it's January 16th. I, it out. I can't wait. Eight forty-five, Dude, I watched this, and I was like, Dude, these women that are doing this are more manly than I could ever be.
1: I uh, I can't wait to find out what it was. <laughs> let's uh, let's yeah. talk about how small sands race penises coming up. next. So, we'll do that. At what all. what would you do this weekend? What you got?
0: I uh, so I didn't do much because I was worried about like all, all the you know traffic and stuff. So I was like, all right, well you just got the Nintendo Switch, right? So you know just you spend some time you know locked down in the apartment over that. Okay. So I uh, you know I have a guest over and she's like. <sighs> You bought a switch, huh? And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "So getting you to go anywhere this weekend is probably not going to be, you know, the best, you know, the easiest thing I've ever done." I said, "Nah, maybe not." And she said, "Well, at least take a shower and then, you know, take me to dinner." I was like, "All right." So I get in the shower and I get out, and she's like sitting in the living room, and I look at the TV and I'm like, "What is that?" And she's like, "It's the title screen for Zelda." And I was like, "Well, I don't own Zelda," and she's like, "Well, you don't own it yet either." She's like, "These e shops take forever to download. I thought this was going to be twenty minutes." Jeez, you know. And I was like. Did you just go into the shop on my Switch? And like, because my credit card information is like saved in there. So, like if you just click buy, you can buy it. And she's like, Relax. Before I went to checkout, I switched the credit card information out. She's like, I put my card in and bought Zelda because I wanted to play it. She's like, And so I figured I thought this was going to be done by the time you were done taking a shower. She's like, I didn't realize how long this takes. She's like, Let's go to dinner. By the time we get back, we'll have Zelda. Oh. And so I was like, Oh, I guess I shouldn't have I, I guess I shouldn't have yelled.
1: Dude, when you first said that, I was like, no, who does she think she is ordering stuff offline? But no, if she if she used her own credit card, that's she's a yeah, very she nice was, person. She was like who yeah, she is. I wanted to
0: play Zelda. And I was like, All right, well so then we get home from dinner and of right. course she paid. Right. Right. So then I just have to sit there and be like, God damn, I want to play my Switch. I wanna play Zelda. I wanna be doing this, and she's like, Well, let's do this and so let me walk around here. And then you're just like looking at her like, I just wanna beat you up and take my control.
1: <laughs> give me give me a rundown on the Zelda a game. It looks ah, awesome. Every so, time I see a commercial for that, that's one of those games where I'm like damn, I wish I played video games.
0: So, somebody asked me the other day, so you bought a Switch, huh? Yeah. I said, yeah. Is it worth it? And I said, if it cost me 300 it would have been worth $500. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, every game I play on it, I'm like, man, this might be the best game I've ever played. And then you get another one, it's like, oh, no, maybe not. This might be it. Really? And I don't always love those kind of games. Like, I did like Skyrim. Like, that game was very good. But a lot of those, hey, make sure you find the right potion and make sure you have the right shield and this sword before you go fight this dragon. A lot of those, I'm like, eh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I can understand why that would be the case. I mean, but uh, this game is so good.
0: Like, they nailed it. It is, honestly, it's very, it's better than what everybody told me. Really? Yeah, it was better than what everybody told me. I'm telling you right now, dude, the Switch... Is easily my favorite. I mean, between my Xbox and my Switch, it's not even close. Not even
1: close. No, the 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 Switch is is more fun. Now, do you think that you are a little infatuated with it now because you just it's got new. it? Give yes. it a year, and maybe we'll see where things are. You might want the supercomputer of the of the Xbox there. Yeah, I
0: am always gonna want another system because of because of the gimmickiness that is the Switch because a lot of it is sold on right. that. But where I will always where I will put the Switch ahead is Nintendo knows how to hit you on that eight-year-old kid joy factor. Like, my Xbox is fun, yes. Video games are always fun, yes, and time killers. Nintendo knows how to get you
1: actually, like, experiencing joy. Um, PlayStation, Xbox will wow you. They'll be like, oh, my God, look at that. That's fantastic. But or like, the playability of Nintendo. Right, that's what, like, it yes. entertains you. Okay, I can, I can buy that.
0: That Mario Odyssey buy game that. is one of the most fun fun games i've ever played where it's like i can't believe how much like this is like joyous it's amazing how nintendo's been able to do that my entire life by the way i mean when I, i remember what was it 1985 when the first system came out 84 something like that it was like every kid on my street that's what they asked for there was no other thing you wanted it was you wanted the nintendo and ever and every system they've put out since, and what they have been able to do is, no matter what, what, how the system does this and that, the first Mario game they put out for it is usually like a home run. Like you were a big fan of, you know, the N sixty four Mario sixty four. Right. Mario Odyssey is like a better version of Mario sixty four. Yeah, Up- upgraded. It's a very, it's got a very similar style, but a lot, lot better, much, much improved. Obviously, is the technology has proved over time. So again, we'll talk to Scott from Waiting for Next Year. We'll do that at 8. We'll do New Tour Tuesday at 9 and 8.45. I'll tell you why I'm turning in my man card and I feel like the ultimate bitch. That's 8.45. Let's get you hooked up with your first $1,000 of the day right now.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword luck to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus ROCK1069. And welcome
0: back to the Sandsbury Show on ROCK1069, online at WRQK.com. Dude, uh, like a handful of our listeners are on the way out to the lake to go ice fishing. Okay.
1: Dude, I got to tell you, I, I've done that as a kid. I've not done that as an adult. I think I want to try that. I'm a little concerned. I mean, like, yeah, it's been cold, but it was like 60 degrees, like under a week ago. I don't feel like ice fishing's a good idea at all right now. I don't know, dude. He's like, dude, we're heading out to the lake to go uh, ice fishing again. I guess. I mean, I'm not going to end up in the drink, so I don't care, but like, uh, it
3: feels like I mean, I don't know where again. they're going. Okay.
1: You know what I mean? I don't know where they're going.
0: It might not be the lake right around the corner. I don't know. It's interesting. It actually ties into what we're going to talk about at eight forty-five. Something I watched via Netflix that made me feel like not a man. Okay, and I'm not. Right. Neither
1: are you. Do you feel like all of a sudden ice fishing is going to be the thing that brings the penis back? Or like I don't know what it's
0: going to be, but we got to find it.
1: <laughs> I, uh,
0: dude, I watched this and I was like, man, I am a total and utter puss. And if like the world ever like went to like, oh no, what are we going to do? I need a dude like this. Like okay. I, need, I need a buddy up with a dude like that. An Ice Fisher, okay. No, not necessarily oh. Ice Fisher, but... I don't know, man. I couldn't believe... When I was watching it, I was like, this idea intrigues the crap out of me, but I know I don't have it in me to do it. So, at 8.45, I'll get you clued in. Also, 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. New Carrie Underwood featuring Ludacris, Chris Stapleton, uh, his new song, I Was Wrong, and new Breaking Benjamin, Red Cold River. Okay. I normally like the Breaking Benjamin stuff. So. Yeah, they don't suck normally pretty good at so albuquerque new mexico a, apparently a gun store yesterday uh not only did they not give their employees off but they held an mlk day sale all right and it was uh alongside hmm. women's basketball hmm. scores i guess in the sports section of sunday's albuquerque journal los rancho's gun shop is promoting 10 percent off of all accessories with the purchase of a gun for martin luther king day now, they say certainly Martin Luther King Day for the past three years has been a tremendous sales day for them. It says because everybody has the day off. So people go out and they do their shopping. And so I guess customers who came in mentioned the ad getting an additional 5% off their purchase. And some people in the area in Albuquerque were upset by this sales tactic. And they brought up the irony that Martin Luther King was, uh, you know, he was about peaceful you know, resolutions to, you know, to issues. Indeed. Right? Indeed. Uh, he was, uh, he was uh, about nonviolence and peaceful protest. Not to mention the civil rights leader also was assassinated with a gun in Memphis in 1968 there. Um, so one resident said, I think it's in bad taste. I'm sure other people have used historical figures to sell things, but it also helps to reflect their morals, and it doesn't in this case. Well, I mean, yes, okay, that's not wrong. But was he pro-genes? Was he was he pro jackets? Plenty of stores doing MLK days sales.
3: Uh,
1: wh- I mean, I, I mean, I, ca- I can think of a couple other ones, but even in that sense, dude, I just don't understand the. I understand a Christmas sale because like that's driving consumerism. I just don't know if, if it's appropriate to use historical figures as like, hey, this person approves of this product. I mean, we do President Day sales. I I wouldn't. I would. I would say that's probably a little bit tasteless as well. Honestly, I, dude,
0: I, I feel like it's it's business understanding that the average person we talked about this last week about taking the day off the average person does not care about the reason why they're off of work they just want to be they just want to be they just want to have the day off so if
1: that's that being said then why does the average person care about it being an mlk sale as opposed to just like hey t- you know t- today only gun our accessories 10 because off. i
0: think if the newspaper asks somebody they're going to give you an opinion and they're also going to give you an opinion they know will get printed in the newspaper. If you're buying an ad, they weren't buying the ad. That's, this, this wasn't an advertisement? It was an ad in the newspaper, but they asked residents who had read the paper. And so, yeah, if the newspaper leads you there and says, do you think this is right? Somebody's going to go, you know what? That's not great.
1: So I'm just saying if people don't understand why they're getting the day off and don't care why they're getting the day off, why would they care? Why, why would you choose to focus on that in your advertisements?
0: Because you do have the day off, and you have the ability to go buy something. So
1: why wouldn't you just say, "Hey, Monday, Monday, you know, J- January fifteenth, Monday, January fifteenth, ten percent off all guns." Why Be- would you choose to, you know, because to use people King might Jr.? not
0: know that they have Monday, January the fifteenth off, but they know they have MLK Day off. Uh, it's a sales tactic. Okay. That's what, if Matt, if it didn't work, why would they do it?
1: Um, you see what I'm saying? to get, a, re- to get a reaction out of people.
0: So they went out of, the, or so a business went out of their way to get the, to get a negative reaction to not sell things.
1: I think so. I mean, I don't think that's unheard of. To like, if if, if that, and and you got to think too, like there's a a group of your of your of, the, of your core audience that's going to respond well to it. Well, I don't care if I piss everyone else off. If my core audience is going to respond well to it, if like, you're the
0: kind of person who was going to buy a gun on Monday, you don't care that they used Martin Luther King in their advertising,
1: one way or the other. So why choose to do it?
0: Because again, people know that they're off on Martin Luther King Day. It's because, oh, yeah, I'll be off that day, and they're going to do a sale. You know what? I might as well go do that. It's why, it's why advertisers use anything to advertise. It's why Memorial Day is always on the thing. You know you're off on Memorial Day, too. Why do they say Memorial Day and not the date? Because you know you're off on Memorial Day. It's just, it just drives that messaging home is why they do it. Now, you can make the argument we shouldn't do MLK day sales, and if I was a business owner in 2018, I don't know if I do. In, in the day and age of public shaming, I don't know if I do that. It, at the risk of pissing off a large amount of my, of my customer base, I'm not sure I do it. But if we're going to allow these things to happen, over legal products that you can sell, why am I going to get pissed at a gun store for using Martin Luther King Day? He wasn't pro-gap, and he wasn't pro-denim, so if you're going to be able to sell jeans this way, then why not be able to sell guns this way? This is about people who are anti-gun, looking for another reason to yell at a gun store. If we're going to use them to sell washers and dryers that he didn't care about either, then there's no reason a gun store in Albuquerque shouldn't be able to have an MLK Day sale. This is people looking to bitch because they, they ran out of Things to bitch about More Stansbury Show Right around the corner
2: Hang on The Stansbury Show Rock 106 Knock
0: 106.9 hey, welcome back To The Stansbury Show On Rock 106.9 Online for you WRQK.com Another thousand dollars Up for grabs At
2: 7.10 this morning That's when we'll
0: give you Your next keyword Also this morning We have home and garden Show tickets for you And a four pack of tickets For the can't charge game On the 20th Get you into that
1: At the end of the week here
0: So I just saw this Via Facebook From my friend Devin Alright hey. But apparently, the haunted schoolhouse in Akron yeah. is going to do a two-night Love Bites Valentine's Day haunted house. Ooh. Friday, February 9th, and Saturday, February the 10th. Now, I'm not a haunted house person, but if you are, what a smart idea this is. Yeah. This is like, people will scoff, but people scoffed at the first place to do Christmas in July, too. And then now, all of a sudden, every bar in the world does it.
1: Yeah, and you got to think, too, like... There's some people who are like, well, no, I'm not gonna go because it's not fall and it's not that time of year and I'm not into it. But there's some Halloween like enthusiasts out there, people who just like live, breathe, and die for that. And you give it to them in the middle of February, and hell yeah, they're gonna nothing come else spend to Spend their money, hell yeah, they are, dude. That's a, that's a great idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's really smart.
0: As, as as a guy who's normally like ah, dude, everybody stay in their like holiday lane, right? You know what I mean? Like don't don't put stuff in the store too early and this and that, but that's actually a smart idea, and they're probably going to do gangbusters, especially since it's a two night engagement, right? People know they got to go, right? You'll probably make a ton of money. It's not a bad idea. Online for you, wrqk. dot com. A couple of videos I want to uh, want to make sure you see: this firefighter catching the baby thrown from the building My in God. Atlanta, oh. or I'm um, so at, at DeKalb, DeKalb County. I don't know if it was actually Atlanta but it uh that's a terrifying Watch, And I got to tell you, for the amount of times I screw up at my job every week, it just goes to show I can never do that job.
1: Even like having seen the video, watching it is still tough. I know everything ends up okay. I know it's going to be all right. Like, I'm I'm like, no, they're going to catch And like, oh, my God, dude, I can only imagine the 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 feeling of like watching a child come down at you and just snagging them out of the air. Uh, Insane, dude. Imagine if he drops it. Right. Like, now you're famous for all the wrong reasons. Right. And I mean, like, still, you know, a guy with the best of intentions. I'm sure a very well-trained professional. Somebody, but like, yeah. If if you that drop baby, a human. Right. If that baby would have hit a gust of wind and it just would have went, you know, six inches the other way. And all of a sudden, we're in a talking a very different thing here. Don't
0: want anything to do with those jobs. No. That is no. real honest to God bravery, man. Also, somebody went back in and uh, recut some Bruce Lee footage. Yeah. And gave them lightsabers. Oh, actually, I guess okay. they, they, they digitized this and gave Bruce Lee lightsabers in the Star Wars movie. Okay, if you're into both those things, you can check that out. And also, uh, there was, a, I guess, a fake warning about an attack that was going to hit Hawaii. And this, this guy filmed himself. He was on the golf course. Is like, yeah, I'm finishing my round. And everybody's making fun of him. And I thought about it. I was like, well, dude, if you think you're going to die in an hour. Right. Then, dude, then I'm, then I'm playing the last couple of holes of my life. What
1: else are you going to right. do at that point? I mean, like, you're not going to be able to get anywhere else. You can't be like, well, I'm going to go see all my loved ones. I mean, I think at that point, they assumed like 15 minutes and there was missiles coming there. Yeah, it was so, over. Like, well, why wouldn't you finish whatever you were doing, right? At that there? point,
0: give me the nine iron and, and uh, you know what I mean? And I'm going to try to make par. Now, that was in Hawaii. And again, I don't want to jump up and down, okay? And I, and I get accused of being a hater, which is ridiculous because I'm not at all. But, dude, the president went golfing again yesterday. And, like, dude, first of all, you were the guy that bitched about how, much, how many times other presidents golfed. Right? People thought Bush Jr., W., was an honest-to-God racist. Like, people thought, oh, my God, the reaction to Katrina was because he's a racist. Right? There were memes. There were all kinds of stuff. And yet... Every year on MLK Day, there he was doing something, taking part, observing, showing compassion. And if I'm Trump, don't I just want to cut the bad news train off at the pass? Don't I just want to throw him a bone? And then I thought about it. No, of course not. Because I don't think he cares. I think he knows. If I do things right, it's going to be covered for five minutes. But if I do this, it's going to be covered for three days. And I think he's obsessed with being talked about.
1: Um, Yeah. Oh, there's definitely some ego involved there of like, hey, I can make the news media jump at an instant. Yes. How would you not? How would you not become infatuated with that? I golf way too much. Right. Way too much.
0: Okay. And I told Fantone, I was like, dude, if it was 60 degrees yesterday, I was like, would I have went? Probably. I probably would have went. But you know what I wouldn't have done? I probably... And I post a lot about when I play. But I probably would have kept it quiet yesterday because of the public perception job I have. Because your opinion of me will change... And it will affect your cons- your consumption of this product. Okay. And I worry about that from time to time. Undeniable. Now, if right? I have a grown-up kid's job of hosting mornings at Rock 106.9 that literally all over the country computers do this, right? So ultimately, like, if I worry about it and I think about how it may negatively affect my job and what happens because of that, like you would think it would just stumble across the thought pattern at least once
1: negatively influence the perception of you and what you do at your job right I I, I have I have zero issue first of all you go golfing yesterday dude I, I don't think MLK was like no dude you cannot go golf um, uh, but a different you know different <laughs> standard there of, I mean I of, played Zelda so it wasn't like much better <laughs> different standard there of, of rock morning show and president of the United States but bigger point oh, there my that my you're my. making bigger point there that you're making is like learn to cut Things off at the past. Learn to avoid headaches that you don't like, need to have. They already call but, you a white supremacist. But 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 why would you start doing that now as President Trump? I mean, like we've talked about it since the, since prior to the election, where the guy is fantastic and just superb at at distractions. He's amazing at, 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 at hey, look at my left hand while the right hand is pulling the rabbit out of the hat. He's fantastic at it. So what like
0: a bad way to get things done though is well, I, uh, dude. I'll just take the racist tag and then I'll be able to do whatever. whatever I want.
1: It's, it's, to me, kind of, it's the same point as when he was, when he threw those paper towels in Puerto Rico, where it's like, dude, you have such an easy way to take care of this when you could just say, hey, man, I was having a lighthearted moment. Maybe it got a little bit away from me. No, you doubled down and went, nope, best paper towels ever. Greatest paper towels. People wanted the paper towels. They were screaming for the paper towels. Did you see the arc of that throw? Right. And like, it's like, dude, but. But Nick Obama would have had the arc of that throw. This is what got you to the dance. You got to keep dancing the dance that got uh, you there.
0: Except for the fact that, dude, you're here now. So, like, y- your dance card changes now. <sighs> I mean, dude, every president in history has said, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do. Then they get there, and none of them do it. And then people who voted for him are
1: going to say that's exactly why I voted for him.
0: I, I just, yeah, but by and large, didn't most of the country not vote for him? You would think he would want to win a few of the votes.
1: A few. I mean there was a special commission into the to to, to know that it wasn't most people. It was uh, all legal aliens no. and like I mean I mean, uh, I mean maybe.
0: <laughs> I guess, I don't know. I wasn't there. I didn't check all the voting machines. I don't know. I guess it could have been that. I don't know. I'm sure voting fraud does happen. I'm, n- I'm sure it's not on the
1: st- on the level that we all assume. I don't think it's necessarily that they but. had to disband the, com- the, the the committee. They had to say, nope, nothing we found here. Sorry, we're wasting everyone's time. There's, I- I'm sure, like
0: I said, I'm sure it does happen, but I- it's it's like how there's allowed to be a certain amount of rat hair and peanut butter, right? You know what I mean? It's like yeah, right. it happens, but it's not like you open it and it, your your peanut butter's furry inside. It's just when I saw it yesterday, I was like, dude, why, why, why are you bringing this on? Why are you welcoming this of all days, bro? You can't wait till Saturday.
1: Because I can brush golf off where if I don't want you focused in on X, Y, and Z, all right, hey, they're all talking about me golfing on MLK Day. I can brush that off. That ain't that big of a deal. You you take the focus away from the real issues.
0: I think I just would have looked at my chief of staff and been like, so wait a minute, all 44 of them, though, like all of them, they all did it? All of them. Well, no, obviously not all 44, but after his yeah, death, right? <laughs> the last like 30 dudes all did this. All in a row, right? All of them across both party lines. You don't think nobody's going to say anything to me if I just go play golf right now?
1: The last five dudes, 16. <laughs> MLK died in the 16th. Well, yeah, you, you know what I mean, though. Like, right.
0: There's enough of a history here where it's like, and I would agree, and, and people are going to say, well, you know, that's just going through the motions. Yeah, there's a yes. certain part of being a president where that's your job.
1: I think there's a certain part of everyone's lives where we're going through the motions and, like, that's part of doing it, man. Welcome to being a grown-up. Like, I mean, you got to do it.
0: I just couldn't believe it where I was like, come on, dude. Like, you don't want to... Just one day you don't want to be trashed as, like, the racist president? Just one day where you're like, dude, you know what? I don't want to be a white supremacist. Today. Now, here's the thing. And I didn't think about this yesterday. Is And this is a good argument. Not good enough not to do it, but it is a good argument. In his mind, if he went and did something... It would be, he's trying to cover up the fact that he's secretly racist. That's how the media would have played it, because the media does hate him. Now, I'm not sure the media hated him in the election cycle, because they covered him three to one. So did they hate him then? I'm not sure the media really started to hate him until he started calling them all fake news. And then now the media hates him and attacks him with every negative story. Well, yeah, did you call them fake news for two years?
1: And I would definitely take the, well, you're just doing it just to do it, over the, well, you didn't do it because you didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, Well, then, yeah, if you're going to say that, hey, you're just doing it to placate the audience, well, it's like, well, better, no right, no wrong reason to do the right thing, right?
0: I'm being inundated now with like these memes where it's like, have you ever been so racist that you receive an award from Jesse Jackson for hiring so many minorities? Yeah, so th- some stuff happened. Right? I don't think it's necessarily... Now, you gotta understand, I was the guy who said, you know, S-hole countries doesn't necessarily mean you're racist. And, and, and watch, I'll explain that away. An articulate president would have been like, these war-torn nations. What do you think war-torn meant? Palatial? Nice? Coastal? Sandals? Is that what you thought war-torn meant? War-torn means asshole. Like, it's just so, we're arguing over, like, verbiage there. You know what I mean? Really not that much of a difference in those two things. One you like, because one sounds like, oh, that sounds like a president. And the other sounds like the guy you work with who mops the floor in the back, and so you're like, idiot. Right? But essentially, those words mean the same thing. So I'll meet you Trump fans in the middle there. I don't know, dude. That whole asshole thing didn't bother me the way it bothered everybody else. Welcome to it. Barack Obama was saying stuff like that in the White House, too. He just didn't have the unfortunate case of somebody wanting to release it and make him look bad. Trump, on the other hand, makes everybody mad. And so every little thing he does, somebody's willing to leak it and give you the story because nobody feels a connection with that guy. Like, at least with Obama and Bush and Clinton, name any other president, if you felt like you were on the inside, you were on the team. Where Trump, it's like, you tell me any one of those people feel like they're on the team? Hell no, dude. All they've done is turn over people in that administration since he's been there. And so I'm, I'm willing to bet there are more people willing to leak things to the media. And because they know the media is going to run with it. But I just, there was a part of me yesterday was like, dude, come on. Like, there's a difference between... People creating something out of thin air and literally every president since this thing has happened acknowledging it and you're the first dude not to do it. All the while having said a bunch of wrong stuff about race relations and all this stuff. I mean, dude, it just, you can explain away one thing, but when you start stacking 25 on top of one another, it's like, all right, maybe, maybe. But again, don't get caught up on s-hole. torn means asshole. You just like one version of the language better. That's fine, but let's not argue about it. That's what you like. It's just one term sounds like, well, that's what a president say, and the other one sounds like what your neighbor would say. They're no different. They mean the exact same thing. Your next shot at $1,000 happens next on Rock 106.9.
2: Hope boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9.
0: Welcome back to The Stan'sbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com, and we have a $1,000 for you moment here We're hearing multiple accidents on 77 North near Everhard Road. I'm hearing at least three accidents there. It's probably going to slow down. The traffic a little bit. Um my drive on seventy seven this morning, I wanted a ton of people on the road. Not the worst. Now the side streets I found were uh, were worse. Um, I'm a little lucky where I live because just I got all the fire trucks near my place, so my roads are always normally really well plowed. Oh yeah, because I got cops and fire trucks right there.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure you have to be well plowed. Oh over yeah. There. I
0: mean dude, Saturday, Sunday, whatever. Yeah. They're always doing that my block.
1: Usually downtown kind of sucks, but I would totally assume that your area of downtown, yeah, you get hit. Hit. I'm sure you oh, do. Oh, yeah. You have to. Yeah.
0: Now, they normally don't do court. Right. And when I saw them plowing courts over the weekend, I was like,
1: geez, it's getting bad. Like, if, they, if they're plowing that, it's getting bad. Um, I uh, I live over on the southwest side in one of the neighborhoods, and it was kind of crappy. Like, I got my car kind of sort of stuck, and I had to, like, back it up and build more m- momentum into it. But, like, they obviously had not touched Maryland. Like, Tusk was kind of a nightmare for me this morning. But by the time I was on 77, it was, like, a little wet, but okay.
0: I mean, people were flying by me. Now, I was doing the speed limit. I- Right. just didn't feel like, I, I don't want to push it. Right. And people were flying by me in the left lane. I was like, man, that's on you,
1: bro. And there's those two types of drivers that everybody hates in the winter. Number one is like, the, oh, my God, I'm so timid. I'm so afraid. I, I can't, you know, push push the gas pedal. The other ones who act like, well, nothing's the matter. Everything's fine. And it's like, well, dude, probably somewhere in the middle there is I where mean, we need to be.
0: Four by four doesn't mean unflippable.
1: Right. <laughs> like it does, you know
2: what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't mean that.
0: <laughs> there's a story that's been happening. And I haven't touched on it on the program. And part of the reason why is I didn't really want to be accused and or be guilty of sensationalizing a tragedy just because it's local. Uh, And I didn't have a whole lot of information on it because nobody has a whole lot of information on it. But now it feels like we've reached a breaking point and we kind of have to get into it. And this is the amount of suicides that have hit Perry this school year. Hayden Porter. Was a freshman. The 15 year old took his life. I believe this was last Thursday. This is the sixth current or former student to commit suicide since the school year began. Mental health officials are calling it suicide contagion. I wonder what all goes into that. Now, I understand you start seeing stuff around you, it brings you down. Maybe you fall victim to it. I can understand how that could happen. I wonder, I'd be interested to talk to somebody and find out what all goes into that. Into suicide contagion. But the mom speaking up now saying my goal is to make sure no other parent has to feel this way. Please tell somebody um, if you're feeling like you're being bullied or something's happening in school because he didn't he didn't say. Um, Now she does believe that bullying did play a role in this. Uh, Apparently she had her brother pick him up from the school a couple of times because he had been in fear of I think it's four other boys in the class did not list names. And uh, she says she you know she believes you know him fearing some of that was definitely a role in this hard to argue that I would imagine yeah um, she says there's been some horrific uh, things said on Snapchat that I truly believe that they were doing something and I know there was an incident and she said again I had to have my brother pick him up from school because he was scared of these four boys did not say names he was scared they were going to hurt him. Um, and she's hopeful that her family's tragedy will lead to a public discussion about the impact of bullying. And Perry Township Police uh, said investigators are checking the phones and computers that belong to him and five other victims to see if they can figure out, like, maybe maybe there's a connecting source to all this. Right. And, uh, you know, a specific reason. But according to the cops, there's no evidence that bullying was a factor here, um, But that, that could simply just be as of yet. Is, and then the further they go into it, they may discover that. They say one issue that they're looking into is the social media trend, the Blue Whale Challenge. Now, if you're a parent and you haven't heard of this yet, what it is is apparently a list of things that you have to do and the final being suicide.
1: Yeah, they get more and more outlandish as you go down. The it west. might start off with, hey, you have to shoplift a candy bar and then you have to go, I don't know, randomly punch somebody. You know what I'm saying? It gets more and more extreme as you go down. Perry
0: Township police said they responded to 24 calls where they were asked to check on the welfare of a person in crisis over this last weekend. That included a number of young teenagers. Um, they say, though, that that's a positive step because it means young people are at least now starting to be willing to reach out and ask for the help for some of this stuff. Yeah, that is good. I mean, I mean, better than
1: not from that from that viewpoint. Yeah, that that's a good thing. I just
0: like I said, I had stayed away from it because I didn't want to be accused of sensationalism over what is an honest to God tragedy. No parent should ever ever have to bury their children. I watched my brother and his wife have to do it, and I'm telling you, it that was the hardest thing I've ever had to see. And I didn't even have to go through it, but like watching my brother deal with it, it was it's still it's still the saddest thing that's ever happened in my entire life. So I could I know I can't even imagine right. being the parent. Like I was just the uncle. I, and so, like, and it still to this day like rips me up. It's actually why I do this. It's why I chose to go make a positive change in my life because I felt like I had been wasting a lot of my life when a when a four month old fought for every breath she took, and I felt like a lazy tub of lard. And so I made a positive change in my life. But it was like the saddest thing. I, so I can only imagine. No parent should ever ever have to do that. But when we hit six in a year in one particular, I mean, it's not even county. Right, 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 right. And six in a year in a county would be a lot. In a school like a a school they make make it the school system fine the, like that it's so hyper defined all the way down to pair it just seems very strange
1: to yeah me. and i mean i think there was only one student that was a former student and she had graduated the year before Yeah, so this it wasn't is, like she was right, a 10 year right so this is relatively people all the same age from exactly the same place right here um this concept of suicide has obviously gone viral within that community and uh the big I think challenges right now, and I mean, I don't want to take things away from the Perry community, but like, I'm sure other schools in the nearby area have to be wringing their hands right now of how do we make sure this doesn't become.
4: We don't want to an be inspiration,
1: next. right? This does not become an inspiration to students in our, because that's, I think, a big part of what goes on here is that something like this, uh, you know, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure all these students had different reasons and their own issues that they were dealing with, but something like this, I don't want to say goes viral, but it kind of does in the sense of, like, look at all the attention. Oh, yeah. Look at all of, look at, uh, you know, this, this person who no longer is here is getting a memorial. This person's everyone's talking about it. I mean, they that.
0: talk about it with school shooters. That that be, be so much of the coverage that the shooter gets is what what spurs another shooter to happen
1: and 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 you just hope that you just hope that uh, other other communities, other other students, other people are, are understanding that, like, hey, we can't glamorize this. We can't like turn this just, into, you know. I
0: saw people like over the weekend, like, w- you know, the school needs to get. Uh, it's like, what is? Uh,
1: I don't know what they do. I don't
0: know what the school does. It, what it, do they do?
1: It, here's the thing, and all the pointing of fingers here. Well, it's the school. Well, it's the parents. Well, it's society nowadays. Fine, you can think whoever it is, but what do you do? I, I, I do not know the answer to that.
0: I will say, being being a teenager that that grew up with with some. Depression. I wouldn't call it clinical depression. I think those people go through a far harder struggle than what I did with it. I have it. You know what I mean? There, there's times of it. I'll, I'll, I'll suffer bouts of it. I wouldn't call it clinical. I, I never felt like, oh, my God, I can't leave this bed. Um, but but I do suffer from a little bit of it. I it just I don't know. I'm just thankful I didn't have Snapchat and Instagram when I was a kid in high school. Because I think the pressure of that, there's always been pressure of keeping up with the cool kids in class and wearing the right clothes and having the right, listening to the right music and, you know, being cool and that whole thing's always been part of the teenage experience. For sure it has
1: been. But it's been so accelerated these days. Well, and certainly, and I mean... When, you know, 20 years ago, at least when you went home, you had a quote unquote safe Safe, space right? in in the sense of like, at least you didn't have to keep up with them once you left school. But now you do, thanks to Snapchat.
0: I remember something embarrassing happening in school and going home and you'd worry about it all afternoon. Then you'd have dinner with your parents. You'd be thinking about it. Right. Then you watch a little late night television. You'd be thinking about it right before your bed. You'd be like. Man, school's gonna suck tomorrow, man. I'm gonna get made fun of again all day. But what I didn't have was constantly checking my phone every nine right. minutes and then seeing it again and retweeted. And now look, it's vi- and so I, it's obviously a factor in some of this stuff. At some point, now I'm I i do not want to blame parents here, obviously, and I don't know what every kid, what all six kids were into. So blaming the parents here would be wildly, right. wildly irresponsible. Right, but. I think at some point we're going to have to realize that these things, do they cause cancer like cigarettes? No. Okay. But they are bringing negative attention onto our children on some level. And you have to severely limit, I would think now, like the amount of access that your kid has of this stuff yeah. throughout their day and get other stuff going on in their day.
1: I would assume that's probably a tough call for a parent to make because on one hand you just want to say yes, I just want to protect you and take everything away from you that could possibly hurt you. On the other hand, it's like, well, I know this is the reality of the world today. I have to let my child responsibly use media, social media, you know what I mean? I like mean, going
0: home after school and washing the day away off of me and not and trying not to think about it was like the best part. It was like leaving that compartmentalized in right. that
1: building. And you could just for, go home, watch MacGyver, sit there, be be stands. Right. right. Instead
0: of, be, instead right. of carrying right. it with me all day <laughs> and just having people. I mean, now I have a little bit of a different experience with this just because most of the people I'm friends with on social media accounts, I don't know. And I can tell you. If I say the wrong, do people will beat me up for six hours at a time about saying the wrong thing or God, you look fat in that shirt. Why would you post that photo? It's like people just don't realize. No, I have a public, you know, you know, image job. So I've kind of learned to thicken my skin. I'm also a grown up. Yeah. You're not 14. I'm not a 14 year old, 15 year old kid. And so I, I just, I got to tell you, parents, I don't know how you're doing it now. I don't know how you do it. Every generation there's a new set of challenges, and this set of challenges just feel very, very tough. I uh, this is a little inside the room, and I, I hate to giggle there here. But are we set to go? I saw you. Oh, gra- yeah, 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 I We're saw ready. you grab that We're packet of paper. Go. Okay. We're ready to This go. is about the keyword to get you hooked up with a thousand dollars. We are ready to go. Here's your word right now. The Stansberry
2: show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love it. Rock 1069. Your shot at 1000 dollars now. Rock 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Ray Show on Rock 106.9 online for you at WR2K.com. We'll talk to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com at 8 o'clock. Also, new tour Tuesday coming up at 9. Carrie Underwood featuring Ludacris. Can't wait to hear that. New Chris Stapleton, I Was Wrong, and Breaking Benjamin, Red Cold River. Looking forward to all three of those. Huge fan of all artists. Can't wait there. Didn't take long for us to find out who the next Hollywood creep is, and it's Aziz Ansari. Apparently, he went on a consensual date that ended up back at his apartment. They both ended up naked. She ends up saying no, and he just persistently like then tries to like you know keep making it happen. went so far as to grab his hand and place it on his genitals, probably not the best activity there, and stuck his fingers down her mouth which is a weird way to try to convince a woman to have sex with you. Hey, like she's not all that into it. I bet sticking
1: my fingers down her throat will make her want to do it. Yeah. I mean, if that's what you're doing in the middle of the moment. Okay. But yeah, as a, as a seduction technique, that's probably not the best of them.
0: Yeah. So like he, he, I guess he texted her the next day and she texted him and said, look, I, I know you're telling yourself it was all right, but you know, I left your apartment and I felt like crap afterwards. I'm paraphrasing now. And, you know, it it was when he wore the the Times Up pin, I guess, at the Golden Globes with, you know, over some female issues that that's where this woman felt like, you know what, this is this guy's going to, you know, try to, you know, secure points on this side when, you know, he did this. Now I'm reading a New York Times article that says he is guilty, but of not being a mind reader.
3: I, I
0: I don't know about that, man. Like if. Now, it does say she was using nonverbal cues, but then it says here in the Babe.com article that she said no. that Because I heard a lot of guys making that argument yesterday. Well, what are nonverbal cues? I'm like, well, dude, if you're a decent person, you know when a chick doesn't really well, want to have sex. Yeah, I'll, give I, you a, I'll give you a story. Okay? And I even talked about this on the air when it happened. I was out at First Friday one night, and I met a woman who listens to the show. And we ended up having some drinks together. And she walked back to my apartment with me. Now, I'm a 40-year-old man, so I assume that that meant sex, okay? There was some light, like, making out on my couch, and then she said to herself, and me, I can't do this. Like, this isn't who I am as a person. I don't normally do this. Right. I can't, I can't do this. And started to collect her things. Now, as she got up off my couch, I had, like, and started to walk towards the door. I, like, had her by the hand, and I said, are you Sure. And she said, yeah, 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 I can't do this. I got up, I opened the door, and let her walk out. Because that's what not creeps do. Like, you know when a woman is, like, trying to get herself out of this situation. And if you're unaware of that, then you're probably guilty of a lot of this kind of
1: stuff. Yeah, you're I would not imagine. picking up on social cues there. Um yes, somebody like pushing you off of them is a is a, is a nonverbal, you know, clue there. Like you know,
0: you're gonna have guys say, What you get naked for? You're allowed to change your mind with who you're gonna have sex with at any it, dude, if in the middle of penetration she pushes on your chest and says, I don't want to do this anymore, get off me. You have got to get off of her. Right. Right? Yes, 100%. I, um. How can you and I know that? And yet this be missed by so many people?
1: Um, because people choose not to you know what I'm saying it's not, it's not it's not whether they know it or not it's you choose not to care about that I saw somebody it was a video on Facebook and I think it was like uh, comparing sex and the consent of it to having coffee with somebody where it's like if in the middle of your cup of coffee somebody says you know what I don't want this anymore I don't I'm done with this you can't just pour it down their face and be like no we're having this cup of coffee together like well of, of course you can't do that like they have 100% right Dude, you gotta waterboard me with star Right, but they have 100% right to like, no, I don't want this anymore. You can have all the plans in the world of somebody to be like, hey, I'm going to have them over to my house and it's going to be the best cup of coffee they've ever had. If they get to your house and they say, you know what? I don't want a cup of coffee. You can't just be like, no, bitch, you're drinking this cup of coffee here.
0: You know what also went into this? And it's not an excuse at all. But when you're he's famous. Yeah. Like, famous. Right, and young and full of, uh, you know... Super popular on Twitter, the whole thing. Right. That in his mind, once you agree to go back to the apartment, there's no way she's saying no. Like, I'm willing to bet that there's a certain bit of fame that kind of puts you in that zone of, oh, she's coming back here. She, I, I mean, dude, even I had that thought where I was right. like, dude, she just walked here from Busman. We're obviously
1: having sex. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that is amplified and by the fame. I mean, like, I think that, yes, every guy kind of has that assumption, but then once you throw fame on top of it and like, dude, I am on Parks and Rec. What are you talking about, bitch? Of course you want to sleep with me. Of course. Yes, Treat yourself
0: 100%. to this disease to this, to, to
1: penis. Um, you know what I mean? That's, of course, that's what he thought. Um, and I think plenty of women have, found themselves in situations like that where it's like, God, I've said no so many times. And I've heard guys make this argument. Well, you know, 99 no's and one yes is still a yes. And it's like, well... I, really? Like, I don't know,
0: dude. I feel like if I got to trick you into it, it, it but like, is it still fun at that point?
1: But I, I, you're, I think you're looking at it from a different perspective than a lot of dudes. Where you it's mean like, mentally healthy? Well, and where it's like it's. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I, I I'm 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 fueled by this like this you know this sexual impulse here where it, it doesn't matter as long as I'm having sex. And I think plenty of dudes are like that. So I think I think a lot of women have been in this situation before. Um, and I, I mean, at the end of the day, am I going to say? Like, well, there's no way he did this. No, it is interesting to note, though, plenty of people who have said, well, like, we don't know what happened. You know, on one story, all of a sudden, since it's since it's Aziz Aziri, all of a sudden they're like, throw him under the bus. You know what I mean? Like, where's that line at? You got to give me a, a the, the like fact a that he's involved. The, the fact that he's involved with me too, now people are like, well, he's guilty, he's guilty, he's guilty. Where if this was a celebrity who had, hadn't said anything, a lot of people would have been like, well, we don't know what happened.
0: That's probably we, true. We
1: don't know what happened. As much as
0: I want that not to be true, there are going to be people who find movements to be annoying who are going to look to crucify him early because he wore the pin. We both know a guy. We share a friend. On social media, who's been throwing a comedian who's been throwing him under the bus since this is happened.
1: Right, where he stood up. Our friend, our, the, this guy that we know, has stood up for Louis C.K., who has admitted, I did this. I did this. And this guy's like, Well, not everybody knows what happens, but as soon as Aziz Aziria does it, throws him under the bus. Not only that,
0: but a woman, a female friend of. Uh, of Louis C.K. said, yeah, he totally did that in front of me, but I thought it was, we're both comedians. I thought it was funny. Like, I didn't feel it was sexual. I thought he was just being funny. So obviously that's one woman's reaction to it. The other woman did not find it funny. And so obviously there's a pattern and that did take place. And again, yes, coming out and say, yeah, I did it is different.
1: I um I wonder I wonder how this Aziz Aziri is going to handle this because I kind of saw like somewhat of an apology for him where he said like well he has to like reflect on these things but I wonder what the I mean it it's not it's not it's not the same thing as like hey these are rape allegations correct it's not like this isn't going to be anything criminal it's just going to be like where does this guy find his line of do you apologize for this? Well, Do you admit to this? Do you know? It's all going
0: to depend on the DA, right? Like where they feel like sexual, you know, misconduct, where it gets chargeable.
1: Did they went on to have sex here? Correct? No, I've,
0: I thought she thought better of it so and she said did no. Did not
1: have sex. You know what I mean? Like it's just there's going to be a lot of moving pieces, parts of like, well, what happened here? I guess
0: he had suggested that they have sex in front of the mirror. Dude, imagine being in that good a shape. I, I just I, like, that's something I'm it's never going like to
1: thought of a mirror by your bed. It's absolutely <laughs> like, oh.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are you kidding me? It's the last <laughs> thing anybody wants is a mir- dude a mirrored ceilings and all that, dude. Yes. To be young and have abs when you're my dude, you want nothing to do with any of that. Now, again, I always say when you know somebody has been accused or and or guilty of something and then you go back and look at a photo of them, they always kind of look like they did it. But Aziz Ansari does kind of look like a creep to me. Like he does kind of have that look of, dude, I bet you're not right. Like he's got dead eyes where it's like I feel like that smile and I look into his eye like when I'm looking at a still photo of him right now. And I feel like those eyes like behind it is just like it they're just dead. And there's a maniac behind all of that. But again, now I know this about right, it. you right. know what I mean? And so like it's easy to do that now. It's just again, man, if you're a guy in Hollywood, you better be careful before you start jumping on these causes, though. Like you gotta be careful because there's a there's at least one woman in your past who felt like, well, dude, remember that time in that elevator when you said that thing to me? Like that probably wasn't the best. And so I just you gotta be careful of like jumping on these trends so you can stay in the in, in the news cycle and you can be trending on you gotta be careful with it. Look at what just happened here. But, you know, people are like, well, she went back to his apartment. Yeah, we've been having this argument since the woman went to Tyson's hotel room. At the end of the day, dude, the moment they are like, we can't do this, guess what? You can't do it. Women are the gatekeepers of sex, guys. You are literally on the bench begging the coach to put you in the game. She's the coach. Once she decides you go in the game, then you get to play. Outside of that, keep your arms and your penis and your fingers all to yourself. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on.
2: Dan Stansberry. And his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9.
0: Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for WRQK.com. One of the things we're going to talk to Scott about is it uh, looks like the Browns might want Mike Malarkey to be the uh, offensive coordinator. I-, I think they could do worse. It's not exactly like a flashy pick where it's like, damn, that's gonna be awesome. But I think that they could end up doing worse for an offensive coordinator than Mike Mularkey. Now, if I'm Hugh Jackson, I don't know if I'd love it, just because then now you got a guy with, you know, some head coaching experience behind you, and you've got nothing to solidify you as being the guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Mike Mullarkey's record is, but I guarantee you it's, it's better than Hugh Jackson's. It's better
0: than Hugh Jackson's overall. To take any two years of Mike Mularkey's
1: career, it's better than Hugh Jackson. So, so now you've got two dudes with head coaching experience, right? Greg Williams was a head coach at one point, right? Or am I wrong there? Why do I feel like you're right about that? Uh, but still, dude, having somebody over your shoulder that's done the job and done it better than you just like waiting for you, that is a, a very stressful moment right there. Yeah, it'd be tough.
0: That would be, you know, that would be tough. So we'll talk to Scott about that. I saw this story out of Modesto, California, where I once lived. Um, a man shot and killed his 68-year-old uh, his mother, 68 years old she was. This was Friday, and apparently it's because he lost a video game. Investigators say Matthew Nicholson, 28 years old. Was alone in his room late Thursday when he started yelling angrily after losing a video game. Just keeping stereotypes all well alive, Jeez, this guy is, right? Eight years old. His mother, Lydia Nicholson, came up to check on him and an argument had then ensued. He came out yelling something about my headset is broken or something about the headset being broken. For those of you that don't know, there are video games. A lot of the first-person shooters where, where guys or women, too, will buy what are called... There's multiple companies, but Turtle Beach is like the big one that makes headsets for gaming so you can hear things better and you can communicate with the mic better and all that stuff. I don't right. have a Turtle Beach headset. They're like 130 bucks, Like, they're not cheap. And so, like, but, like... If you're if you're really serious about Call of Duty, they can help you with some advantages there. I'm not sure it's serious enough to where you have to kill your mother. Over.
1: So, but this way you can like talk to like the 12 year olds you're playing with in Nebraska, right? You yes. can like okay. You, you can, can communicate. Can, yes and they, and they can call you, you know, a homosexual and 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 and, and other other derogatory terms, right? Uh, the big
0: one is uh, yes. The big ones are um, and again I'm not using this terminology, but the big ones are fag, right? That's a big one, and uh, and the n word's huge. Like it, it, online gaming is the, is one of the very few places where you can hear two distinct sounding southern rednecks call each other the n word it 's like guys, what are we doing here like first of all, like just let that sink in. <laughs> Like, dude, the stupidity and all of that is crazy. Whenever somebody tells me racism is dead, I always go, go on Xbox Live for about 10 minutes. You'll see that, dude, racism is nowhere near dead, not even close. So the guy shot his mother. Finally, dude, the dad had to, like, wrestle the gun away from him. He then leaves. He was driving to a, a, another family member's house. I don't know why. I don't know anybody was going to take you in at that point. Cops found him on the way, arrested him without incident.
1: I um, Don't get me wrong. You know, you, you hear this headline, and it's like, well, this guy killed his mom over this headset. I'm sure if we really got down to it, this guy had a magnitude of issues in his life. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that this wasn't just a hey, my mom got mad at me about this. This was probably a million other things that just kind of Draw broke the broken camel's back, right? Yeah. But nonetheless, dude. I mean, you killed your mom over a video over game. Over a video game. Over a video
0: now, game, dude. I can tell you, I'm a grown man, yeah, barely. And again, yeah. at eight forty five, I'll tell you why I'm turning in my man card. I'm a total bitch of a man. Done dude. with it, okay? No, I'm a total bitch. Okay. And at eight forty five, I'm going to give you the story on why. But I did yesterday while playing Zelda. I did throw a controller. Now I didn't throw it all the way across the room. Because I didn't want to break it and spend another eighty bucks to buy a new one? Right, right. So I so I thought enough about that, but I was sitting on the couch and I looked next to me and there was enough room and there was like a throw pillow. I was like, Well maybe that's what it means and like <laughs> And then I whipped the controller at the pillow over like one of these divine beasts you have to beat in Zelda, and like the thing was besting me for hours. And so I threw that. But my mom would never be in danger of being shot.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I understand the frustration. Obviously, I think video games can be a frustrating thing. But like, you've got to you got to keep things in perspective here, homie. And I understand you're upset about something. And dude, you somebody who loves video games and somebody who despises their mother, and I I I would at least hope at no point. Did you genuinely think, like, all right, murder is the way out of this? No. <laughs> like, 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 stabbing her, shooting her, strangling her, that's what I'm going to do.
0: No, I love video games, and if I shoot my mom, they're going to send me to prison where Wait, I don't no get to play games. anymore. It's None. literally, dude, at that point, it's game over, no more credits in the machine, you don't get to play anymore. I want to leave some room for Scott. Okay. And I also want to make sure we get you hooked up at this $1,000. We'll do both next on Rock
2: 106.
0: Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Still to come, as New Tour Tuesday, 9 o'clock. New Carrie Underwood featuring Luda new Chris Apleton, new Breaking Benjamin. We do it normally Mondays at 8. Everybody was off yesterday, so we'll do it Tuesday. And we'll talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. My man, thanks for making your schedule available to me. I appreciate it.
4: No problem. My have- I'm
1: sorry. Jeez. Scott, Scott, are you there?
0: That would be unfortunate if we lost Scott. Phantom's going to work tirelessly and try to see if we can make that happen. I'm going to send him a text right now. We're going to we're, we're going to try to get texted and reconnected, and I want to talk to him because I'm very interested to get his opinion on Charles Barkley saying that the Cavs are not going to make. Was it the? Did he even say the playoffs? I hope no, he, no, he will playoffs, not make NBA the NBA finals. finals. That the Cavs will not make the NBA Finals.
1: Hold on, here we go. Do we have him? Scott? You <laughs> there, buddy? <laughs> there we are. There we go. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, good. Now I now I can ask you my my, my leading question which is Charles Barkley says the Cavaliers will not make the NBA finals. Is he right or wrong?
4: You know, as of right now, um I don't want to say he's right because I you again, best player in the world in a seven-game series and the Cavs have shown an exceptional way of being able to plan for teams, you know, when they when they have the uh, a week or two to do so. Uh but the competition to get there is going to be much more fierce. Um you know, so Charles is a way to proclaim things where there's really no, you know, retribution if he's wrong. But he is he is most certainly right in that if the playoffs were to play or to start right now, um, you know, I, I I think the Cavs would have a significant uphill battle compared to the last three years. And I know a lot of, anytime I mention something like this, I get the I get the, the mentions saying, well, you know, they they did the same thing last year and they got to the finals easily and everything, which is great. Um, but the Cavs are all a year older, and there's a lot of teams in the East, especially Toronto and Boston, who are playing exceptionally well. Um, you know, so I he he has he has a very good chance of being right. We'll put it that way.
0: I haven't. There's this weird thing that happens with Cavs fans right now, where time they lose a game, they can lose by 50, or or you can lose by 10 last night, like the way you did to the Warriors. And Cavs fans walk away and they end up saying, "That doesn't matter. It's the regular season." And the playoffs is what matters. And they're not wrong, but the problem is is if you're putting every egg in your basket on the playoffs and the finals, I think you're setting yourself up for a bigger disappointment because I think they make it, but I think they end up losing again to Golden State. I just don't think they match up well with Golden State.
4: Well, you weirdly had that kind of manifest itself throughout the playoffs last year where there was almost zero buzz over the first couple rounds of the playoffs, if right. you think back. Um, you know, it's the NBA playoffs. And I, I remember, you know, when the Cavs first made it with, in LeBron's first era, you know, every round and every game was was one of those can't-miss moments for, for Cleveland fans. And I don't know if it's the championship. I don't know if, you know, the whole, you know, thing where, you know, LeBron says he spoils people, um, you know, I don't know if that's it. But no, I agree, and and that was one of my main concerns, kind of coming into this season, is that fans wouldn't, you know, kind of relish every moment of this season, because this window isn't going to be open forever, and, you know, if you're if you're just banking on another, you know, ticket being punched to the NBA Finals without much of an effort, um, you know, I think you're fans are setting themselves up for, for a very big disappointment.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously this window is closing. It's closing rapidly and I mean, it could be closed truly at the end of all this. If he so, leaves next year, it's over. So so there needs to be a little bit of at least perspective on that when I think it comes to Cavaliers fans, but I think the organization also has to keep that in perspective in the sense of this is our opportunity and for some reason or another, it seems to me that everybody's saying, well, that, that, that Brooklyn Nets pick, it's untouchable, it's untouchable, it's untouchable. To me, that's asinine because the Cavaliers obviously need help um as the trade deadline coming up sooner rather than later what do you see the cavaliers doing to help bolster this 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 roster and kind of you know get them ready for that second season
4: well if they move that brooklyn pick um from kind of from what everything i'm understanding it will either be because they felt desperate after this last stretch and were forced to pay up or a player that was otherwise not on the radar before has popped onto it. Who is worthy of that pick? Because uh. there's a lot of discussion about guys like DeAndre Jordan and Tyreek Evans, and on down the line. And neither of those players are worthy of that Brooklyn pick. Um, the, the so that's you know that that's kind of the rub. And I don't I don't you know we have some discussions going on that behind the scenes of winning for next year. Saying you know you need to go. You know they talk about going all in over the last several years. You know as, as the playoff team. You know, if you don't try and maximize this year to to kind of show LeBron you're trying to win, what do you, what are you telling him about the the subsequent years, right? In terms of wanting to compete, so you know, I don't think they're you know I don't want to say that Brooklyn pick is untouchable, um, but they're just not going to give it to any team willing to trade a player who could be a marginal increase to the or improvement to uh, to this current Cavaliers roster. Um, you know, the the thing the part that bothers me more so is you know I mean LeBron again. You know, played his ass off last night. I mean, his box score was every stat was checked, and and all the all all people were talking about were his turnovers. You know, so I don't know what more the guy has to do, um. You know, to you know, to 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 garner, you know, the night to night respect and not be scrutinized, you know, on a nightly basis. But that, that, what's going on right now with this team is not a LeBron James problem, as much as it is trying to get. You know, they they stopped hitting shots in the fourth quarter. Right. I mean, what. When they're, when they're settling for mid-range jump shots and they're not going down, um, a team like Golden State is going to put up six, seven quick points. I mean, that's just the way this NBA that's works.
1: how
4: they're I mean. built. In- these a his, his historically good basketball team. Um, you know, so if everything, every decision is made in the context of is it going to be better than Golden State, you know, I mean you, you may as well fold up shop because you need, the, you need a hope and a prayer and a, and a perfect game from LeBron for a seven-game series to get We're, that done.
0: Right. And now, I... I... I think LeBron kind of suffers from the same thing that Obama did, which is you have this job now when social media is at its height and we use it more than ever before. And Michael didn't have that. I think people would have probably picked Michael apart had he lived in the Twitter era, but he was lucky enough to live in the VHS era. And so he didn't necessarily have to deal with it. I want to shift gears and go to the uh, to the Browns now, if I could. And we're here. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm hearing Mike Mularkey might be the offensive coordinator. Now I know that name's not going to energize the fan base, but I think you could probably do worse for an OC than Mike Mularkey, right?
4: Yeah, well, so he was doing a what he should have done when, when he first came over is and, and Pat Shermer tried to do the same thing, but it was just too little too late, um, is, is a massive staff of coordinators who have head coach potential. Um, you know the you know you we had, we had talked about Greg Williams in the past right. about you know potentially a, what at some point in his career, um, you know Malarkey many might forget was in the running to be the Browns head coach back when they did hire Pat Shermer who was in, in right. that Mike Holmgren uh, era, so he he's he's been a, a head coach candidate for for quite some time. Um, you know, a very big surprise that he left Tennessee. It was reported the day before that they were nearing a contract extension. I'm not quite sure what happened there, that uh, where, the, where the bottom kind of fell out. And, yes, Tennessee regressed mightily. Um, but if if Malarkey has, you know, shown anything, and I know people are going to say, well, Hugh Jackson's still going to be calling the plays. Um, you know, Malarkey is a guy who is, is very much committed to the run game, um, you know, with the with, with, with dual running back approach. So you have, you know, in Hugh – that was his calling card when he was in 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 Cincinnati. So you have to hope that the addition of a guy like Malarkey to the fold will 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 bring back the running game and kind of take the burden off whoever that quarterback is come next season.
0: Jeez, it all sounds pretty grim, buddy.
4: <laughs> as
1: you as you as as you talk about quarterbacks next season, and I'm glad you know we're we're talking about Hughes' game in Cincinnati. It just came out. A.J. McCarron said he wanted to be traded to the Browns. Is there any legs for that to happen this off season? <laughs>
4: Oh, I'm sure he wanted to be traded because he would have been a starting quarterback um and and not being not playing behind Andy Dalton and and he clearly has a big fan in Hugh Jackson um and that's not to say he doesn't have a fan in Marvin Lewis but you know you you always want to go where your you know where your boss is also your advocate um you know so I don't I I don't blame him one bit for saying he wanted to come to Cleveland whether or not that happens um you know I don't know uh, you know, again, I, you you keep hearing a lot of you know seeing a lot of smoke to the fire of the Alex Smith thing. That that that's undoubtedly worth watching. Um, you know, if I had to guess, you know, I think if they if they're going to add a veteran quarterback, their their wish list is going to be in that Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins, you know, range. You know, potentially Tyrod if it if it happened. Yikes! Um, if 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 the bottom kind of fell out of that and they had to settle for someone, you know, I think that's when you start to get into the AJ McCarron range, but. You know, I don't see John Dorsey and and Elliot Wolf and the re- and and the rest of the, you know, the the new acquisitions from a front office standpoint hitching their wagon to AJ McCarron long term. Like it's going to be whoever they bring in here from a veteran standpoint, um, it's going to be t- it's going to be hitched with a, a rookie quarterback in some capacity. So you know, I know McCarron wanted to come here, but does he want to still come here under the premise of it'll still be a one year a one year kind of shot? And I don't.
0: And you might I play. think AJ
4: McCarron, I don't I don't see the, the same leadership as I do in a guy like Alex Smith. So I think that would be a you know a few rungs down the down the ladder if if I'm the Cleveland Browns.
0: So I got one more question for you. If let's say let, let's skip a few pages, and let's make it Mike Mularkey. He gets hired. He's the offensive coordinator. Given the kind of system he likes to run, and the guys who were coming out this year, who fits his offense better, Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen?
4: Uh. You know, both have, you know, again, both have their issues. Darnold is extremely raw. Right.
3: Um,
4: you know, but has the ceiling. Rosen's accuracy is, is the concern, right? Right. Um, you know, so either, either one, you know, so just to kind of peel back the onion a little bit, if you look at the way Jacksonville won that football game against Pittsburgh, you know, they ran the ball 55% of the time. They threw the ball between, you know, the line of scrimmage and 10 yards, I think, 20% of the time. And you know, and made. I think he only threw four or five passes beyond 10 yards. If, if my if my memory serves, I'd have to go back to the, to the uh, to the numbers. But like that's how you succeed when you're not a good quarterback. Um, and if if, uh, if whoever is calling the plays brings someone in here and just builds an offense that helps them build some confidence and utilizes Duke Johnson in the screen, utilizes whoever they have. You know, if they bring in a new slot receiver, um, utilize just just quick you know, things that get the ball out of his hands and don't force him to potentially make those errors, that you're going to need to do that whether it's Darnold or Rosen. Right. Um, you know, so I don't know. I don't necessarily know if one of them fits more than the other. I tend to lean towards Darnold because he, he reminds me a lot more of, of Marcus Mariota than, than Josh Rosen does. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but, you know, in the, at the end of the day, you're going to need to have somebody call plays for these kids um, who, who keep them out of harm's way and and let them kind of learn on the job because what they did to to Deshaun Kaiser last year was criminal in terms of making him throw the ball downfield as much as they did and and just completely abandoning the run game and not just the run game but touches to the running backs whether it was in you know passing routes
3: right. swings kind of in the, in
4: the flat uh, you know a little curling them behind the 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 running backs i mean just it's 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 textbook 101 Madden stuff that they just did not do for Deshaun Kaiser. so it you know again if they treat a rookie like they treated him, it's not going to matter. Um, but, again, you know, I think, you know, I, I tend to lean, if you just to answer your question, I tend to lean towards Darnold in that system.
0: I would, uh, I would have to agree that I think making Kaiser try to go over the top that many times was just suicidal, and it was probably not going to end with a lot of success. That's Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. I appreciate you joining us today on a Tuesday. We'll talk to you again next Monday at 8, my man.
4: You got it, guys. Thanks.
0: We have $1,000 and we're not allowed to keep it, so here's your keyword right now.
2: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword Win to 200 200. You'll get a text confirming entry 1069.
0: Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 1069. Online for you, to, at K.com. Still to come is new to our Tuesday. New Carry Underwood featuring Luda, Chris Stapleton's new song, and also new stuff from Breaking Benjamin. I'm a fan of all those artists. I cannot wait to get into that segment.
1: I know uh, I know Carrie Underwood had like a major facial injury or something like that. 40 stitches? From a, from a fall, apparently? Jeez. 40 of them? That's a lot. That is a lot of stitches. I had
0: like 13, I think it was, put in underneath my chin when I was in school. I was like, you know, monkeying around, my dad would have called it. And like a, like a chair came out from underneath me, and then like as I was like crashing down, like I think my chin hit like the desk. It was like connected and there was blood all over the classroom and they had to take me to the hospital and I had to have like the bottom of my chin sewed up. I remember thinking to myself, like, this is kind of cool.
1: Right. Well, yeah, dude, I'm a badass. Look at me bleeding all over the place and I don't have to take uh, the spelling test. No, it was nice. It was nice.
0: And I even think, dude, I I even think I got some McDonald's out of my old man for there.
1: There you go. Stansbury, just chicken nuggets. Taking them to pound town. Oh, dude, the nuggets sound good. They're good. They are. Food sounds good. I haven't eaten all morning. Food sounds excellent. All
0: right. i uh, I'm a little annoyed about this next story. All right. And I think that there's a lot of hypocrisy in this. And I think I've gotten an example of where we're doing this wrong in another area. And so I don't know why we're going to attack marijuana smokers. Okay. Okay. All right. So apparently... This is Pennsylvania now out of Harrisburg, but I would imagine that you're going to face this in Ohio as well. The federal government is saying that marijuana and guns do not mix. And I would agree that I don't think you should go smoke bongs and then take out a firearm and go shoot stuff. I
1: would agree with that. like that. Probably good call. I'm all right with that, right? Probably a good call.
0: As a, as a proponent of legal marijuana, I don't necessarily want you smoking three bongs and then going and getting behind the wheel of a car either. No. Okay? No. Right? But apparently... Pennsylvania, every bit as gun-loving as Ohio is. But they're the latest state to operate a medical marijuana program. Man. I believe uh, their first dispensary will be on track for sales a month from right around now. Okay. And authorities now are telling patients that federal law will bar marijuana users from having guns and or ammunition. And so they say here... John T. Adams, president of the Pennsylvania District Attorneys Association, says they're going to have to make a choice. They can have their guns or they can have their marijuana, but not both. See, this right here, this is why I'm anti-government right here, because this could not matter. This does not matter at all. And yet they just want to put roadblocks where there don't need to be any because there's money to be made. They say the reality of how the policy might be enforced in Pennsylvania and other states is a little muddier. It includes the question of whether people who already own guns might have to surrender them instead of just being prohibited from making new purchases.
1: Dude, if, if, if we're talking about taking our guns back, because this will be as far as I know the first time that's ever happened where it's like, hey, they're going to take our guns. And if somebody comes and takes your guns, good Lord, good Lord, people are going to lose their minds.
0: Now. Gun people say this is a violation of my Second Amendment rights. I don't know if any time anyone's been using marijuana and going out and committing acts of violence with a gun. Guys, come on! All right, there's yeah, <laughs> plenty of criminals have been high on marijuana and rob stores with a gun. Like come on now. Again, we can't go overboard. We can't go overboard.
1: Yeah, that's the flip side of weed makes me a better driver. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, no, it, it no, doesn't. No, it doesn't. And I mean, it's like bartenders. I'm a better bartender when I drink. No, you're not.
0: You're just having more fun.
1: Let's not act like weed has not been. a a cause of crime in the sense of like, hey, I know this dude has a pound on him. I am going to go rob him. You know what I'm saying? So like, no, you got weed in your house and all of a sudden you're a victim, you know. I sell drugs, so I better have a gun. Right. (laughs) A a million examples of guns and and, and, and drugs together here.
0: However, if the argument being that if you're on medical marijuana over some mental health issues, there's an argument in there where I would have to hear you out, okay? Okay. But if you're using medical marijuana because you don't want to take Vicodin because of a because of like a back pain or because of things like that, then what the hell do I care if you have a gun and you're using marijuana for it? I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. For those of you that drink and or will occasionally use marijuana, right. what would you rather have happen in your house Saturday night? A guy comes over, drinks too much Jack Daniels. I'm not trying to call out a particular whiskey company. Let's say whiskey. I'm not. A, I'm not a whiskey expert. You are not. I don't know which one's going to make you do what. You are not. What would you rather have? A guy come over and knock off a liter and a half of whiskey, and grab a pistol, or some guy who has a medical marijuana card is over at your house playing cards and he has a gun on him?
1: I, I guess the argument there, and especially from the federal perspective, is that like neither is the answer. You know what I
0: mean? Like neither. Okay, that's not that's not a bad response. However, I cannot make. The correlation between my knee hurts and I want medical marijuana for that and owning a gun. If it's clinical depression and it's in PTSD and it's stuff like that, like I said, I don't know if I'm ready to agree with you yet, but there's an argument in there in which I would have to take the time and hear you out.
1: Now, this is devil's advocate that I'm doing here. Um... Uh, but at the end of the day from a federal perspective it is an illegal product there is no redeeming medical qualities from it from the from the perspective of the federal government um therefore Yeah, the
0: government tells me
1: that global warming's not happening. But but we're getting into, I mean, aren't we getting into a should conversation here where it's like, you know, as a medical marijuana user, you are no longer allowed to have a gun. You are, you know, you know, as a gun owner, you're not allowed to use medical marijuana. So like, yeah, we can talk about shoulds all day. But like, if you want to be a responsible gun owner, which is what everyone always is telling me, is that like, well, Second Amendment shouldn't impede or nothing should impede my responsible gun ownership. Then by breaking this law, you are proving you are an irresponsible gun owner owner and that drugs are more important to you than being a responsible gun owner.
0: No, I can't make that leap. I'm sorry, I can't. This is this is government overreach. This is them, you know what this is? They want to win this. They want to win. And they know they don't have the public support to keep marijuana away from us. And so this is last-ditch effort. We'll catch you on a loophole stuff. Because that's what the government does. This is overreach. This is them pretending that they know more about your life than you do. Which is why I hate them as much as I do. Because they're all a bunch of clowns that don't know anything. And we'll find out if we follow them around to their house, their wives had to wipe off their chin when they eat dinner. Because they're all a bunch of morons. This is overreach. And it's crazy. And they want to win the marijuana battle. Battle, and they know guns are like I, I, they're just ingrained in the American lifestyle. They just are ingrained in us.
1: If if they end up taking away people's guns, I don't know if they win. I don't anything. think. I think. I don't you, think they win anything.
0: I I don't. I think what you're going to end up there is with a, with a half and half situation. They're going to tell you what you own is what you own. But if you get America medical marijuana card, you are not to buy any other new weapon. Is what they're going to do. I don't think they're going to be able to go. How would they know? You know how many guns are in people's homes right now that were passed down from father to grandfather, grandfather to father, to father to son. That do those things aren't registered. They're going to have they'll have no idea of knowing. Now, if you have a registered gun,
1: well they? Say, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, that's what I was going to say. Now, isn't part of being a responsible gun owner registering your gun? Well, it's,
0: there's a difference between buying a gun and registering it, and then having a family heirloom. There is a difference in there. And a lot of times family heirloom stuff is never coming out of the glass case that it's in. So I don't necessarily have an issue. Right. And most of the time family heirlooms aren't 30 round magazines. You know what I mean? Mostly it's, a, it's an old cult. Might be worth some money. There's some stuff there. But this is the government. They want to the, win the marijuana battle. They want to not give you the marijuana, so they're looking for a loophole because they know they can't win it outside of it because they know the public support of marijuana is like 70%, and they know it, and they can feel it coming down their backs, and they're pissed, and it's going to look like a loss, and they're sick of it. And so they're coming after this to try to pitch you against two things that you want in your life. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. If this is the case, then dude, if you got alcohol in your fridge, turn over your gun. Or you're not allowed to buy more guns. If you drink booze, dude, booze and guns really do not mix. We're just going to look the other way on that one? Really, federal government? We're just going to look the other way on that one. And you guys are doing a bang-up job. Bang-up job. Bunch of morons. We have a four-pack of tickets for the Home and Garden Show. We'll send you right now. We'll take caller 20, one 243 7625 on that. And Netflix proved to me yesterday that I am a bitch of a man. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I can't wait for this. I am a bitch (laughs) of a man. And I will totally wrap myself out after hooking you up with these home and garden show tickets right now on Rock 106.9.
2: The
1: Stansberry
2: Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. 106.9.
0: Welcome back to The Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Russell online at wrqk.com, where if you've missed any show in the past, they can all be podcasted right there. There's also a 24-7 Sansbury Show channel on iHeartRadio. Make sure you download that.
1: All day, every day, just listen to The Sansbury Show, dude.
0: I'm now being told via a Washington Post article from an audience member that gun ownership is down
1: 45%. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I buy that. Year to year?
0: It says... They're at a, they're at an all, they're at a, it's the lowest it's been in 40 years is what the Washington Post says.
1: Ownership or sales? Because like, ownership. They say ownership. That can't be ownership. Because you wouldn't, it's not like you give up being an owner of a gun, right?
0: Right. What happened? People took guns, threw them in a bag, and then threw them in the garbage I'm done with
1: them. I'm over them.
0: There's no way. Sales, maybe. Although every gun store I know, and I've talked to plenty over the last few years of trying to, you know, line up some more advertising for the radio station, they have me go out and talk to a lot of these people. Dude, they all told me. Every now I only talked to it was five of them total, right? But they all told me. That when Hillary was running, they were selling record number of guns.
1: Oh, dude, if she, would have, if she would have won the election that next day, dude, gun gun sales through the absolute roof because people are afraid that, you know, oh, you know ah. Hillary's going to come take my gun. Now, I
0: haven't had a chance to read this entire article that, that this listener sent me, but I'm willing to bet if I read it all, I'm going to find out where this headline doesn't necessarily match the story. And besides, isn't the Washington Post fake news anyway? Uh, this was sent to me by a by a pretty serious anti-Trump person. Okay. So I don't I don't know if he's necessarily so, on the fake news train.
1: So maybe people didn't go buy guns this year because it's like, well, Obama's out of office, Hillary's not in, Trump's going to let me buy guns care about whenever my gun. I want, right? Maybe. And watch, dude, and watch guns genuinely get taken away under the presidency of Trump, and oh. like, dude, God, good God. Yeah, that'd be an that'd be an interesting thing. So, like the rest of you.
0: I'm constantly looking for something to stream and like binge watch, right? That's like how we watch TV now. I don't want one episode, I want six. Right. right? And I'm one of those. I like I kind of get like, you know, all in on something, and then I want to consume it all, and then I'm done. And I was kind of cleaning the house yesterday, getting prepared for a new week. And it's because dude, when I got home from work on Friday, my house was pristine. Clean, perfect. I go back to work on Tuesday morning. It looks like two teenagers threw a kegger in my house. Nightmare. It's just a disaster because I didn't leave it much for three oh, okay. days. Okay.
1: Okay. I was gonna say what happened. What did you do? But if you stayed home for seventy-two hours and didn't do anything, then yeah, it's gonna turn into a mess. I
0: went to dinner once the entire weekend. The rest of it was just like couch and movies and Zelda and like okay. the whole thing, right? All right. And so yeah, there's just ice cream containers and I honestly I think there's actually a pile of of white cheddar popcorn that. Jeez. Missed my mouth. That's now in front of <laughs> where my coffee table is. That I need to that I need to sweep up this morning. Okay, when I get home, All right? right? So I was looking for something new to binge watch, and I came across something that I that I was very interested in because I have been to most of the states in the country. I have not been to Hawaii. I have not been to Alaska. Right? So I'm interested in both those places, having never been. Okay, and. There's this show, and I'm sure it was like a Discovery Channel thing, and Netflix just you know, bought the streaming rights or whatever, but it's called Life Below Zero, and what this is, and they, they refer to it as, we live in the bush, which is, these people live in the middle of nowhere, Alaska. All right. As a matter of fact, this one woman, I believe her name's Kim, lives 200 miles north
1: of the Arctic Circle. Jesus.
0: Dude. Two hundred. She's five hundred miles away from the
1: nearest town. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think outside of like Juno, and even Juno to us would be like, oh, dude, this is nothing. I think once you start getting outside of there, there like literally are no towns for hundreds and hundreds of miles. Right, Right. like Fairbanks and Juno. There's like there's a a handful, right? So I'm not surprised to know that these people are out there living by themselves. So
0: then there's another guy and his wife who live in a cabin in the middle of nowhere, Eagle, right? And then, you know, there's a couple other people who live in Norvik is in this another place and, you know, some Eskimos and, you know, some stuff like that. Right. And I'm watching this show and I just realized I'm a bitch of a dude, like a total bitch. Like I could never subsistence live. Like your life does depend on it. I could never live. Like I thought about, it, I was like, cause the thought of getting away from everybody is appealing. Like the thought of living remotely, having lived in Oregon, and I saw like uh, like like the romantic side of that. I
1: I kind of get it. Yeah, it's one thing to have your neighbor acres away. It's another thing to have your neighbor miles away. A plane ride away. You know right. what I yeah. mean? Like those are those are different. Like having
0: to bush plane in. Right. Like you know uh, deliveries and stuff would would be insane. Right. And so they they just show these people who buy buy very little at the store, very very little. They're out there killing elk. Dude had to kill a bear that came into his camp, turned it upside down, gutted it, took all the meat, sold the hide, all this stuff. These guys are sitting in, and women too, just poking holes in ice, yanking fish out of them, all this stuff. I'm watching like these women who are more manly than I could ever be in these situations. And I felt like, I was like just shoving white cheddar popcorn in my face as I'm watching this. Go, these guys are nuts. And the one guy, and I realize why people do this. It's because I think this dude, Eric, who lived in this place called Wiseman, Alaska, is 70 miles about north of the Arctic Circle, right? You're in the middle of nowhere at this point. Now, in the spring, he's like a hunting guide. He'll take you to go hunt grizzly and like that kind of thing. But for months on end, he's just up there all by himself. Nobody else is up there. And he said, I moved to Alaska the day after I graduated high school. I graduated high school and I realized I just need to be away from everybody else. And I started thinking about it. Well, why? What are you hiding? What are you afraid you're going to do to another person that you feel like you need to be miles away from them? In that, but like watching this 29 year old dude kill a lynx, snap it, snatch, like rip and dude, they're cutting like birds' chests open, taking the heart out, and talking about how healthy it is to eat the heart. And the one dude, and this is when I realized, oh, all these people are freaks, is because the guy kept calling it government meat. Like, when you go to the store, he kept calling, and it was like, oh, you're one of those. Dude, I'm anti-government. But, like, dude, won't you start
1: calling it government meat? Well, of course (laughs) you're going to have those kinds of people up there. I think it's interesting that you automatically go to guilty as opposed to, like, all right, maybe I'm just not meant for society.
3: Nah, dude, I'm telling (laughs) you. No, I I think, like, the one guy
0: who moved up there and, like, met, like, an Esco woman and, like, built a life up there, that's different. That's different. But this dude, Eric, is living in like a a shack in the middle. Dude, it was minus 45 degrees while he was out there, like trying to kill something. And I was like, dude, you're all alone. So who you banging?
1: Well, dude, that's something in Alaska I know is an issue. I know a couple of dudes that live there and, um, one of the guys I know moved there and it was always kind of like a joke that like this dude was into weird sex stuff. But like now it is confirmed that my buddy like moved to Alaska just so his wife could be like gang banged out because it's like five to one chicks really? up there. Dudes, the chicks up there. Like it's out of control. Like you think, you think you've been to a sausage party? Go to Alaska, dude. And it's nothing but dong everywhere. Just dong, 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 dong. But like, it- jeez, I thought Georgia's was bad. <laughs> If, if 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 nothing else, like going at it from the viewpoint for me, where it's like, all right, so this past weekend I went to a cabin, and a part of that was like to get away. But that was to like Amish country, where it's like at least if something happened, an emergency situation happened, I could be to a hospital in a half an hour. If you're up in the middle of nowhere, Alaska, seventy miles north of the of of of, of, the, the, of, Arctic the, of the Arctic Circle, dude, you are signing up to I'm going to die out here. Well, like, that's you, what you, they like, all that's, said. That's one hundred percent what you've signed up. For. They
0: all- all said sometimes nature wins right it's like what and like the guy kept going on about government meat government meat is like you're never gonna have meat that tastes as good it's like bitch you're never gonna have a mozzarella stick <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me do you have any idea how delicious some of this crap is like i don't know i didn't understand it like i like to do that for a week i think would be fun yeah. like a month yeah. maybe but after all, dude, at the end, aren't you just like Kurt Russell and the thing, just you kept seeing stuff and just flamethrowing everything you see in the tent? Like the one woman, dude, she like left and went to Fairbanks to have like ankle surgery for like 90 days. She was gone 30 days. No, not, yeah, it was like three months. She was gone. She was in Fairbanks at like the hospital over a broken leg. She gets back to her camp. She's the only one that lives there. Right. Somebody had broken in and stolen like a thousand gallons of fuel, which who's breaking in 200 miles north of the Arctic? Right. Right. Who who the hell else is out there? I was like, lady, they didn't steal from you. They thought you died. (laughs) They took your things. But I'm telling you, man, that kid, Eric, I'm I'm thinking like I just kept getting the vibe from him. Like, dude, you came here because you were worried you were going to kill a human, not an animal. What was this show called again? What was it? Life Below Zero. All All right. It's so, as a matter of fact, I started season two last night and Eric so far isn't in it. So it's like, I want to check. Like, I feel like that dude's on some wanted posters and like people are looking. But I realized last night while watching this show, I could not do any of these things. If you handed me a knife today and said, take the hide off of that fox. I'd be like, well, can I Google it? Like, <laughs> I mean, Dude, show me the YouTube video. Give me six foxes, and I'll get it together by the seventh one. I swear to God. Dude, I was, Googled, dude, I had to YouTube how to finish a Zelda level the other day.
3: And it <laughs> felt
0: like the biggest loser on the planet. There's no way I could subsistence live, even though it sounds so romantic to me. Another thing I noticed about it is like this, this married couple, and he refuses to use like snow machines, is what they call them. Snowmobiles is what they are. And he's got 25 like pups that he uses to like, you know, like mu- like mush and like run the sleds. It was 35 below zero and he had them outside. Now they all had like their own little wooden houses, but if it's 10 below and I got a wooden house and I got a dog house in my backyard and oh, my they're dog's coming out there. for you. And so I was like, dude, why are you letting people film this? Sooner or later, people are going to be like, yeah, bro, we know you can live this way, but it's 2018, so we're not going to let you anymore. I was surprised they let this many cameras into their lives because sooner or later, people are going to be like, dude, you're not allowed to shoot that thing. I don't care if you're going to die or not. That's against the law. You're not allowed to shoot that. I couldn't believe it. And I just wanted to take mozzarella sticks on like a delivery (laughs) mission and be like, dude, try this, man. Yeah, the city sucks. And there's people there with accents you can't understand, but taste that, man. It's worth it, dude. More Stansberry Show and New Tur Tuesday right around the corner. Hang on.
2: The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party.
3: Rock 106.9
0: we still have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game on the twentieth. I believe is that Friday night.
1: That is Friday night. And don't you
0: get like a uh,
1: you get like a Cavalier snow hat, right? Indeed, you do. The uh, Canton Charge. They know it's chilly out there. They want to keep those ears warm. So uh, yeah, I think it's the first uh, twenty five hundred people that walk through the door will be given a, a an awesome snow hat. And uh, yeah, am ready for some some Canton Charge basketball, baby. They've been uh, they've been on break for the uh, NBA G League like showcase, so uh, hopefully they're ready to come back to the Civic Center and win some win some win some games there.
0: I'm um, uh, I'm gonna go to that because I want that happen. Okay, and because the Charge games are awesome. Man. But I but I am gonna go to that. Um actually you know who hit me up over the weekend I was like, dude, we need to hit up a charge game together soon. Who's that? Mark Munch Bishop. Ooh. Munch, dude, munch get, on
1: sports. You guys let me know when, man. We will roll the red carpet out for munch, and I guess yeah, stands right too. And then I'll be allowed to spill crumbs <laughs> on it.
0: There'll be munch and then the fat dude eating pizza oven
1: and next to him. No, man, you guys just tell me when and we'll uh, we'll get it done for yeah, you. Yeah, you know what? Yep.
0: Let's pin him down on Friday when we have him on the show. Okay. We'll find out when we can make that happen. All but right. we should all we should all do that. Munch is a good
1: dude. He's the best.
0: So we're gonna start New Tier Tuesday. Yes. And uh, we'll do so with New Carrie Underwood featuring Ludacris. This song is called, if I have this right, it's The Champion. Correct.
1: Luda! I hope so. <laughs> I just hope he comes in. Because I love Ludacris, dude. Oh, he's the love best. the dude. He's so good. i be the last one
3: standing. Wow. hands in the
1: It, how come sometimes that's okay and sometimes it's not, to say I'm a soldier? Remember when Kellen Winslow did it and everybody lost their mind, and now Carrie Underwood doesn't, and it's like, oh, whatever. That's interesting.
0: I, you know, I, what, was, what was the military climate? when Kellen Winslow I said it. Remember. I wonder. I I'm just remember. wondering if that's what played into if it. If that's what it was. Yeah. There is something about when athletes, per, you know, kind of like make that analogy where it does rub people the wrong way. Where a normal, I don't mean to mean that athletes aren't normal, but when, when the rest of us kind of like equate to like toughing through our tough times right, and soldiering, soldiering, soldiering on, that people don't seem to have an issue with
1: that. I, it's, it's, to me, I understand where it's like, dude, you're not a soldier. Don't put yourself in that. But it's not soul and valor. It's not like he's out there like, you know what I, I mean? I am like, a soldier. What? Right.
3: right.
0: See, here's the thing that's weird about this song is she's got actually a great singing voice. Yeah,
1: that's she's fantastic.
0: But what she's doing here is this song isn't built for a traditional singer, and so she doesn't sound great doing
1: it. This is built for somebody like Pink, who's an okay singer, but like needs something to like to juice her up, where like Pink's got a cool voice, she's not necessarily a great singer. Right, where Carrie Underwood is a very good very singer. Very good singer, right. Bowl Championship Series story, series on ESPN. You know what I mean? Like,
0: I mean, for love <laughs> of the game. Now, I don't know, Carrie. I mean, what are you doing here, girl? Like, I understand there's money on the table, so oh, grab yeah, pick it. it up. So grab it, right? But like, you. How much goddamn money do you
3: need? A lot. I mean, you've been (laughs) a lot.
0: You've been the number one thing in country music for a
3: decade.
1: I like how it's a country singer kind of rapping over like rock guitars right now. (laughs)
3: Right. (laughs) Go ahead and put your bets on me.
0: To record a bad song?
3: You did it. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not
1: (laughs) great. I mean, did Rihanna say no? Is that what happened here? (laughs) Nah, dude. I'm sure this was like, yo, Carrie Underwood, this is for you. And and the reason why is because, like, she's so... Mass, easily digested. She's so mass appeal. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and she does that. Doesn't she do the Sunday night NFL thing still where it's, you know. I don't know about
0: that. She was doing it for a long time now. And now, look, I, this is not me. Okay? And I know how people listen to the radio. So I don't want anybody walking away thinking that this is me or my opinion. But isn't there a, isn't there a strong chance that a lot of her audience is older than we assume it is female and aren't they going to, isn't there a chance some of them are going to walk away and go, dude, why are they blacking Carrie Underwood up so much?
1: Well, I mean, welcome to country music. If you're saying that about Carrie Underwood, you've been saying that about country music for the past couple yeah, of years, right?
0: But, yeah, but the thing there, though, is Carrie was your safe haven. Right, It was like Luke and all those dudes were kind of like In Florida Georgia Line, yes But the women were staying traditionally in their lanes
1: But those Luke and Florida Georgia Lines have had the biggest hits You know what I'm saying? Of the past five years I mean those are the guys who are really right. putting up the highest Numbers
3: That's there. a fair
0: argument there Inviting
3: more people in Let's
1: get the Luda Come on There
2: All right, now give me the
0: over under. And when they approached Luda, where he was like, Well, maybe she'll bang me. Of
1: course, of course. Yes, (laughs) of course, that was a part of the option. Quarter million dollars, and maybe I'll get to have sex with Carrie Underwood. Sure, uh, I'll throw 13 or 12 bars down. Sure, I feel like Luda's after some of that Nashville pee, and and he didn't get it.
0: Uh, I have a guy tweeting in says dude you're all on Carrie about this song but look at Taylor Swift you're right they're they're similar there in this thing the difference is, is Taylor's songs are good like this song isn't good Like there, and finally, at the end of the song, you hear how strong her voice can be. The last thing you want out of Carrie Underwood is a staccato verse. Like, let her sing. Get her singing to me. Fantone, give me the vote there.
1: it's half a turd. Not in particularly my cup of tea there, but that song fills its purpose very well. I don't think it's going to be a hit record, but it is going to be a very recognizable, very used record, so in that respect, I gotta call it half a turd.
0: We're gonna agree here. I'm gonna call it half a turd. I don't think it's very good, but it's gonna sell a ton of soda at the Super Bowl halftime show. it's half a turd. We have new Chris Stapleton, I Was Wrong next on the Stansbury Show
2: shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry.
0: Online for you, WRQK.com. We have a four-pack of tickets for the Charge Game this Friday night. We'll get you hooked up here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. Uh, we're in the middle of New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. And we have new Chris Stapleton. This song is called I Was Wrong. High hopes for this. Most of his stuff I like.
1: Songs just sound so cool. They just do. Like, they're just they're so like cool. He's
0: been blessed with what I call Dave Chappelleism, where not only is the content normally good, but the delivery is so good that you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is nice.
1: No matter what Chappelle does up there, he's an inherently funny person. Just no matter the, what Chris Stapleton does, right? Chappelle could be like, salary! And right, he'd be like,
0: right. damn, that voice funny, right? I've been thinking about my.
1: A little bit of soul in
0: there. He's also, you know what, Chris, Chris Stapleton is a great example of why I'm constantly on people about, quit bitching about people singing songs that they didn't write. Chris Stapleton had bounced around Nashville for around a decade as a songwriter. And now, his songs are all pretty good. Now, why is that? Because he took the time to hone the craft over time. Don't blast songwriters. They have led to a lot of stuff that you absolutely love. I know just how much they must have. take it back. Won't
1: you let me take it back? He looks like a country dude, too. Yeah. Looks like, sounds like is
3: yeah
1: even like the music just sounds cool like it's so laid back it's so effortless
0: he's really good at writing a phenomenal non-hit right like he's had a couple of songs I know he's a couple of the songs went wide but if you listen to like his album the songs are really good but he's really good at writing the non-hit not you let me take you back?
1: And for as much money as there is to be made in the hit, because let's be real, like we said in the last segment, um, Florida Georgia Line, Luke Bryan, the biggest tons artist, tons of money. But there's also a bit of a counterpunch right now when it comes to country music, where a lot of people, and not just me, who's not a country music fan, but a lot of people within that audience feel like, dude, enough is enough with Florida Georgia Line and Jason Derulo. Like, give me something that feels more authentic to me. Sure. And there is, there is an audience for this sound.
0: Yeah, for about 10 years, all you had was Eric Church. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's nice to have something else. I was watching, he was being interviewed with somebody and he was driving, I think it was through like Utah All right. and he was on a tour and he wrote one of the biggest hits of his career. I think the, like the first one that broke out wide, he was singing it into a dictaphone while his wife was asleep in the passenger seat of the car and he didn't want to wake her up. He was like, there was a chance that if I thought she was going to wake up, that song never gets written. Never would have gotten recorded. It n- never gets done. He's like, but I, I knew I had the idea, so I was like trying to sing it underneath my breath into the dictaphone, so when I got back to the studio, I knew how to write it. It's
3: weird. You
0: feel like how he said dictaphone like it's 1977? <laughs> he probably has an app on his cell phone, right? <laughs> Kind of reminds me of, remember Jeff Healy? Yeah. You know, the blind dude playing the
3: slide guitar.
4: Uh-huh. I mean,
0: he, he kind of has a little Jeff Healy in him. Chris Stapleton was wrong there. Fantone, give me the vote, buddy.
1: Not a turd. Um, I'm not a huge country music fan, but I do like Chris Stapleton. That was just a quality song, too. I mean, you could have given that song. I mean, Sam Cooke could have sang that song. The Rolling Stones could have sang that song. Or Chris Stapleton. And that soul was just so evident and so there. 100% not a turd. Dude, we
0: agree again. Because I felt like when I was listening to that, I was like, this is so... This could have been a Muddy Waters song easily. Oh,
1: easily. Easily.
0: Easily could have been Muddy Waters. I'm going to vote not a turd on that as well. Not yeah. a turd. Yay. Speaking of which, if you kind of like Chris Stapleton, there's another guy i I wanna uh, you know, dude I'll give you a little tip here. Check out Cody Jenks. If okay. you're like if you're like, ah, eh, Chris is more like my kind of country, I, I would urge you to check out Cody Jenks. He's wildly talented, really like Cody a lot. We have the new Breaking Benjamin and charge tickets next on the Stansbury Show.
2: The Stansbury Show. Rock 1069. Before we play this
0: final song, you know what I just did that wasn't smart?
2: What did you just do, Stansbury? You know what I did.
3: <laughs> but now I gotta tell everybody else.
0: And I'm saying this into this microphone, therefore I cannot walk out of it. Witnesses, okay and that's why I'm all doing right, it. All right. Because I had made Fantelm this offer and I already want to back out. So you got yourself roped into something with this group that you that that you um that you donate your time to, Project mm-hmm. Rebuild, which helps at risk youth. Mm-hmm. And They've, I guess, have rang Now we haven't even talked to them yet. <laughs> no, right? but
1: I can guarantee you they'll they'll accommodate you.
0: And they have wrangled Fantone into doing the polar bear plunge, where apparently you're going to jump in a freezing lake, of, yeah. a freezing body of water.
1: Yep. And, and so, apparently, this is to raise money for charity. It is all to raise funds for Project Rebuild and other nonprofits throughout the area. So you'll see a bunch of different groups. You know, uh, you know, maybe the Be a Better Me Foundation or Domestic Violence Project or whatever. Um, these groups will all find people to donate or to jump into the lake, and then we go around asking for donations. So uh, I will, uh, I will get the eyes crossed and the t's dotted or whatever it is, and I will get it. I will get it all taken care of. So that Stansberry, you will be on Team Project Rebuild.
3: Right, I, I said
0: to and I was like. If you ask them, and if they feel as if as if I will help them raise more money, I will do it. And Fantone's eyes lit up. He was like, "Dude, you know they're going to want you to do it."
1: No, the the, the the high power morning show. No, we don't want you guys anything to do with it.
0: I already regret it. Yeah. Oh, here's the thing, though. Hugh Jackson didn't do it. Said he was gonna. I'm gonna Hugh Jackson it. That's what I'm gonna do. That's what I. That's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I would tell you, Fantone. I'd What's go that? in the water. I'd go See dude, you got to go before me.
1: Yeah, you know, is that is that the case? Yeah. I got to go in first. Won't be any water
0: left if I jump in, so you're gonna, you're going to have to go first, dude. That's the way that's going to go. But yeah, tell the tell the good folks over at Project Rebuild I will. that I will absolutely jump into a freezing cold body of water <laughs> to help them raise money. Jeez. Dude, sometimes I need to eat before I just start making decisions. Like, yeah, yeah I'll do, do it. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Day of, I'm going to be like, what in the hell was I thinking? Let's finish up New Tour Tuesday. We have the last song of the day for you. It's Breaking Benjamin, Red Cold River.
1: That's we're jumping in there. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. He's got a cool voice. Yeah, he's always sounded cool. There's the Breaking Ben streamer. Oh. You get it in every song. Dude, imagine being his girlfriend. They're fighting with that.
0: There you are. I don't care what pizza place you want. Fine, Ben. I'll go get Chinese food, dude. You're right. Now, I know this is going to sound strange coming from a guy that hosts a morning show at a rock radio station. All right. But, dude, rock has got to get a new bag of tricks. Like, you got to get back to the fun. Like, dude, corn came out, and it was like fingers, and my stepdad, and fingers, and butthole, and dude, everything just got dark and weird, and every rock star since has been a miserable SOB. Yeah, Like, dude, where's the party at? Where's the fun at? Notice, dude, all the chicks left and went to hip-hop, bro, and it's because none of them want to be around a miserable son of a bitch. You're like, dude, you're all a bunch of Zolov clouds out there, just bouncing around (laughs) looking for your happiness. (laughs) It's like, dude, you've been on tour for 10 years. You got a little bit of money. Nothing decent happen to you in the last decade, Ben? No! (laughs) It didn't! (laughs) God, enough with the doom and gloom. That's coming from me, for
1: Christ's sake.
0: Cut. that was copy and
1: pasted <laughs> out of every song he's ever made No, nah, don't even record new vocals dude we got you screaming from two records ago Man, it's fine
0: I gotta tell you dude Nickelback just writes the same song over and over again
2: but I guess if it ain't broke dude right it ain't, it ain't
3: broke
1: I'm gonna listen to their first record like ten times today
0: Polyamorous is still so good. Skin was really good off of that record.
1: Yeah, I think that just sounded new and exciting at the time. Right. Where it, 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 this same sound isn't doing it for me 10 years later. No,
0: I mean, God, when I worked at the other radio station, we did a dollar concert with
1: them. Like, God, it feels like 12 years ago. Probably was. Yeah. New breaking benjamin red cold river very busy you've got like three different vocal tracks going on right now screaming in the background keep it up right. ben yell a little bit more
0: there it is new breaking benjamin red cold river on new tour tuesday fans don't give me the vote there
3: uh,
1: it's hey. half a turd and I- that was exactly at half a turd, where it's like not a great song, but it didn't suck. So, like, yeah, I, I, I don't know, in the middle? Yeah, I, I'm gonna we're gonna agree all the there way down
0: all the way down the list again. I'm gonna say uh, good, not great, half a turd. It's
3: <laughs> half a turd
0: on the new Breaking Benjamin Red Cold River. We do have a four-pack of tickets for the no camp way. charge game. That's this Friday. We'll take caller 20 right now, one-eight hundred-two four three-seven six two five on those. Aside from that, if you missed anything today, podcast it at WRQK.com or catch the live show again tomorrow morning, six AM on Rock 1069. See you.
2: We
3: boys brought popcorn. The Stan's Fairy Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 1069.